The following program contains discussion of events from films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which may be considered spoilers by some viewers. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week we've got another guest that has reached 25 episodes. Please welcome to the mic, Jason Dolly. Hey! Yeah. Uh, Jason, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Stephen. How are you doing? I am doing fan-dabby-dozy. Um, it's your 25th episode. <laughs> yes. And as is tradition on this program, when you hit 25, you get to pick a film for us to review. So what have you selected? I have selected... Um, well, everybody can just check the title of the uh, podcast. I'll know this. But I've selected Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, I kind of selected that one because you haven't done much, if any, Marvel. You've done We've a couple. done... Iron Man? What? We did the original yep. Iron Man, and although I know it's not part of the MCU, we did uh, the first X-Men from uh, yes. the ni- 1999. I no. don't think we've done any other yeah. Marvel ones yet. Did you do Did you do Black Panther? Oh, yes, that's the other one. Yes. yes. Okay, so yes. So we, we've, we've only touched on a couple, but they, they keep churning them out, they Jason. They do. There's so many. <laughs> 20-something. Yeah, with Two. like another eight coming out in the next three days or whatever that announcement <laughs> was. Um, but yeah, so the, there's a lot, and we're slowly getting there. We haven't done mm. a Captain America yet. No. Yeah, I figured this is a good one to kind of just be a good summary of maybe just generally talking about Marvel as well. Mm. It's probably my favourite. I think half because I think it is one of the more realistic ones. Mm -hmm. Um, It's less magical, fantastical. It's like when they were making it, they wanted to try and make it kind of a political thriller to that point. So that kind of, um, that I think kind of interested me because I didn't enjoy the first Captain America that much. Um, I didn't, I liked the Avengers, Mm -hmm. Um, the first film at this point. And they hadn't, well, there'd been Thor and there'd been Iron Man. And I enjoyed the first Iron Man. Mm. Didn't like the second one. No, it's not no, very good, is it? No. Uh. I like the third one more than the second one. And most people hate the third one. Ah, it's, look, it's fine. we're getting down a very narrow Yeah, we are. Here, but, 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 yeah, so, um, so Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you've chosen it. And does it does it potentially have anything to do as well with the fact that I know that you um, are, are a very active cosplayer <laughs> yes. and one of your your best if I may say oh thank you is, is your captain yes my captain I have both a Captain America and a Winter Soldier Lovely. as well yeah I mean the Winter Soldier's great but I just I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the shield I'll be yeah honest. the shield's great it's cool the shield's good it's um, I'm looking at maybe getting a better one an actual aluminium one Ooh. yeah there's a few places in um... I can make a balloon one by the way Show off. <laughs> well, you can make one, which makes you better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that voice you can hear is our guest who has not seen Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It is Tegan Mulvaney. Woo! Tegan? She's, she's excited. She is excited. Um, <laughs> I we... didn't realise you'd picked it. And I was like in here going, I don't want to watch a Captain America film. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was feeling attacked. I picked it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some bridges to mend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do over there. At least, you know, he didn't pick happiness. Let's, let's... That's true. Yeah. He didn't subject... Mm. A... The world of your listeners to that. <laughs> uh, but where are you at? Let's do a little Marvel oil check. Where are you at with, with your Marvels, Tegan? Um, I think I did a BuzzFeed quiz on this the other day and mm. realised I haven't seen many. I've, I've seen Doctor Strange, which I just I was looking at Oh, it's on my shirt. Mm. That's another Jason's costume I have. Shirt. Um, I've seen Black Panther, 
the last two, which were the best. The Infinity um, War and Endgame. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's them. Um, and I've seen Guardians of the Galaxies, which were great. And I've seen... I saw X-Men because mm-hmm. we did it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you've, you've got a bit, of a, bro- a, a, a bit of a smattering, I guess. Yeah, of, I've of seen the... The ones, the outlying ones, I mm. guess. Yeah, it's like the main twist about who the Winter Soldier is. He's kind of going to be lost. Yeah, on great. You because you already oh, know. I know it's, that it's him. It's, yeah. it's Sebastian yeah. Stan. It's, yeah, yeah, it's Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I remembered that. Yeah. Is that right? That's yeah. correct. I that can't believe I remember that. Yes. Oh, and I saw. I just thought of it. What was the other one I saw? Oh, and um, Ragnarok. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So all the wh- dumb ones. Yeah. I saw all the dumb, silly ones. <laughs> oh, and Civil War. Mm. Which you did not like. I hate. So you, yeah. you said the one film that has Captain America in the title that you've yeah. seen, you just did not like. Yeah. Right. Uh, what didn't you like about it? It was dumb. <laughs> it was long. Mm. Um, my partner at the time, we hated it so much that we almost broke up after it because we were so angry. With so the you're film. both on the same side, but you still. Yeah. We were, I mean, that's a civil yeah, war. Civil war. <laughs> we were both so angry about how being so disappointed with the film that. I think we were arguing about whether to go to Hungry Jack's or McDonald's <laughs> and it got too intense. So we had to go home because we were both so upset. Yeah. Was Daniel Brühl sitting there like feeding you all the anger to use on yeah. each other? I don't know what that reference is, but Daniel I guess Daniel Brühl's so. the bad guy. Oh, he's that guy. Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. If one of you leave and then grow a beard for a couple of years and then come back, <laughs> come and back. save the day. I think, I think your problem, the problem with Civil War is that it is one of the ones, as much as it's a Captain America, it isn't. It's everyone's. Mm. Yeah. And to the point of it's paying off a whole bunch of small things mm. that's that, true. that mostly get slightly paid off and then get paid off better with Infinity War and Endgame. That's exactly right because I think one thing that was frustrating and that's all coming back to me now. Oh, flashbacks. <laughs> um, but a big thing was confusion as to why it was a Captain America film and why wasn't it mm. an Avengers film, film or a, yeah. it, it didn't seem to fit um, fit with that narrative because it was so many people. And I may have enjoyed it more had it just had that kind of umbrella. Like it was Avengers Civil War totally. rather than yeah. Captain America. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. And Black Widow. Bloody hell. What a <laughs> dog of a character. Mm. Not her. Scarlet's not a dog. <laughs> She's beautiful. Scarlet Johansson, great. But the character in Civil is, War, in yeah. Civil War mm. is the most underwritten wank I've ever seen, which annoyed me. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get to that later. Yeah, I well, think we we might. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, it could go fifty fifty. You okay. could be like, "All right, this works because she does have more things to do, and she does mm. have some stuff." But also, you could be like, "Well, whatever." Yeah, like you can throw it out. You can throw it out too. So yeah. I'd be yeah. so keen to see what happens. Oh, yeah, this cool. is a great twenty fifth. Yeah. I'm glad thing. you chose this film. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. Look, the it, only person in the world who's never seen this film. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Look, it doesn't look like a party to me, but I think uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be an experience. It's gonna but be, at it's least gonna it's be not fun. a three hour sad German film, which is usually what you get me to do. Yeah, but no, it's it's a two and a half hour kind of sad American film. film. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, shall Aren't we? There Germans in it? Was it not? not... Oh, there's, there's there's one. Yeah, it is played by Toby Jones. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's 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 film German, which is British. Ah, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Course. Um, with all that being said, shall we watch Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Okay. Yes. Okay. For those of you who are listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and hail Hydra as we watch Captain America: The Winter Soldier. 
Welcome back everybody. We have just finished watching Captain America The Winter Soldier and I'm joined once again by Tegan Mulvaney. Hi. And Jason Doley. Hello. Jason, you picked that film. Yes. Uh, because you love that film. Yes. Um, how was it revisiting your, um, your film? I still enjoy it. Mm. Like, I think what it is in terms of like everything compared to the other Marvel films is it's, it's not totally a pl- palate cleanser but it kind of is on the way because it's not, you know, a magical guy in space doing magical space things with a hammer mm. or like, you know, guy with magical money. suit and magical PTSD. And money. <laughs> and money <laughs> doing things that are kind of just weird. Like it is, it's down to worth. Like the fight scenes, with the exception of some of the bits and even like the bits with the Falcon mm. are still like, while they're completely CG, they at least have a kind of good... Like, they're more weighted and they're more down-to-earth. Yeah. And I think that's what I quite like about it. Like, you can still throw him into, all right, going to punch an alien and try and strangle a robot in Avengers films and mm. so on like that. But you can at least put him into just, I think, street-level, for lack of a better word, things. Yeah. And, like, it can be just more like... It's this guy who happens to have those skills, mm. but he can still do kind of normal things. Yeah. And I think this is the first one, like where people started to really quite like Captain America as a character. Like he mm. was, you know, in, in Avengers, he was a nerd essentially. And mm. you're meant to like Tony Stark. Mm. And in the first Captain America, he's just what he is. Yeah. He's a character that doesn't change. Yeah. And I, and even like, you've at least seen the ending of Endgame yeah. and so on like that. He doesn't, like characters need to grow in things and yeah. he doesn't grow the real conflict in and probably that's what you didn't like about one of the big things you probably didn't like about um, civil war civil war is that your main character doesn't grow totally he he fights and he argues and he fights and but you don't see any but, change yeah. from him yeah yeah but and i think what this film does so well is that the biggest change is the world around him mm. like his inflexibility means that he changes the world in a way which i think is quite interesting and there's such a disparity between them like well in civil war it's more argumentative and then the argument gets lost because they need to blow up an airport by punching it a lot yeah um (laughs) and in in infinity war and in endgame it's more there's more other things going on so Mm. they're able to go all right cool you you know he's growing or doing some things yeah but i think this is the one where you at least see the most growth and there's the most juxtaposition like he's not the modern man yet that he kind of is in yeah Civil he's, War. he's still a man out of time yes yeah uh, he's a man trying to get back into time this this was your first time watching yeah um the winter soldier mm. what did you think just as a first time viewer um a lot of it i expected it to be that way but i enjoyed it more than i thought i would <laughs> mm. um i really enjoyed watching it and i very much appreciate jason allowing me to do this <laughs> watching it being a total skeptic and mm. being a cynic. But because I was allowed to be like that, I was actually really enjoying the film <laughs> as well. Just because yeah. I'm not like, no, you need to like yeah, this. Stop it. Yeah. Stop dissing my film. Um, I was zoning in and out because mm. I, I find the moments with no action most of the time seem to have no point. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the action was cool. Like the mm. action were great. Yeah. I, and going on what you said... It feels like this feels like um, the it feels like Civil War never existed in in Captain America's growth. Like I I agree. I really enjoyed Chris Evans mm. in this. Yeah, he's I was great. Like, I actually 
I actually think you're doing a great job. This yeah. is a yeah. good performance. And I, I was not expecting that at all because yeah. I hated the character mm. in Civil War so much. Yeah. He's a great character in this and he's a great character in the in the um the final films. Yeah. But but in the, in Civil War he just you're right, he hits that point because I had a similar issue he's with a sook. With the, he's just a super sook in yeah. Civil War. Yeah. With, with watching um my experience with the Marvel films was I watched all of them in a period of about 12 months um, mm. where I, I hadn't seen wow. any. And then yeah, you and Ellen did. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah my, my wife and I, we sat down and we just watched like every couple of weeks, we'd watch like two or three a night and just go, all right, we're going to watch Thor one and whatever came after that. Like <laughs> we're just going to watch <laughs> yeah. them back to back and see what happens. And I remember when we got to this one, this was one of the ones that had been talked up quite a lot. Um, just mm. in general, people are like, oh, it's one of the best Probably ones. Probably me. Yeah, it was a bit. It, it, but, but the thing is, is you weren't alone in no, that. And a lot yeah. of what you were saying was a lot of the same stuff that I'd heard at that point. And this was in the lead up to, I think it would have been the lead up to Endgame that I did this. Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. yeah mm. um, it, and the thing was, I watched it and I went, it's a bit dull. And, and I think the problem is, is for me at least, is what I found dull about it is that I don't think it does the 70s thriller stuff it wants to do that well. Totally. I think it doesn't mm. understand, mm. and this is, again, the Civil War as well, They there's a difference between that 70s uh, mm. uh, self-aware thriller style or... Um, like Three Days of the Kong or... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even, even something or- serious. There's a difference between that and self-importance. And those, this film, I yeah. think, suffers. This one, not so much as Civil War for me. Mm. There's a sense of self-importance to it. So that's why, like, even the little asides, the little jokey asides, they make me cringe as opposed to being the light-hearted, you know, laugh that you're supposed to the, have in those The Crips a million moments. that, like, Marvel's famous They're shocking. For. Mm. I find yeah. they, don't, they just don't fit because... The world isn't established enough. The the tongue in cheek isn't established enough. It's mm. it's not self aware. It's self important and self indulgent. And I think that's often a problem that you'll you'll find with a lot of Marvel films if you haven't like almost done them how Stephen did. Mm. Like mm. there's a little little bit of things where you're able to like we had to like to try and help you with the Black Widow character, which I'm going to assume still on the nose. Hate it. Yeah. yeah. Worse. Um, yeah. No. And and that that's that's often been a problem. Yeah. I did point out Stinker. at that point. <laughs> She, she'd been in one other film and it was written by Joss Whedon. Yeah. So she was only going to have one or two Topical. personalities. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was going to go back into another Joss Whedon film, which True. everyone hates her character in that. Is See, that Ultron? I, that's Ultron. Right. I, and then... And is that the one where she talks about babies? Yes, that's, yeah, that's, the, ba- that's hor- the not having horrific, babies. Even worse. Yeah. But see, I... Um, see, th- this is why I quite like the magical world ones because I think... They, it's easier in those worlds to overplay the dramatics and then have this beautiful sincerity running through it as well. And I'm a sucker for a film that's incredibly stupid and out of this world, but is really sincere. sincere uh, like yeah. in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, when what's his face with the arrow? Yondu, yeah. When Yondu, yeah. Oh, when Yondu dies, dies mm. I was snot crying. Like I was in... <laughs> tears yeah. because it was beautifully done mm. even mm. when he was like i'm mary, mary poppins, poppins yeah. yeah like the, it, those those sort of things it's so silly 
but they play it so seriously yeah, like and sincerely. This is missing sincerity. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe. That's and I think sometimes that's it's like a lot of a lot of films are more about what you want to forgive, like mm. in that. Like for as good as bits of Guardians <laughs> Two are, like the um, the bit where he realizes his powers and so on to like the the chain. Brilliant. That, that made me cry. The baseball when I game. It. I was cry laughing yeah. when mm. they're playing baseball. Him and his dad. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I love ELO, so just start the oh, film. Oh, that started yeah. with that, yeah. Start the film. I was 10 out of 10. I'm on board. Yeah, but there's also some bits <laughs> like in Guardians that aren't so great. Like the weird bit where he just murders his entire crew for no reason to like a like Jay and the American song. Yeah. And like, because there's bits that you need to sometimes yeah. forgive in Marvel films. Yeah. I mean, the best ones are the ones that need the least forgiveness, like Ragnarok. I would say like this, but I quite like it. I also... I also quite enjoy how kind of political it is as well. Mm. well it, and it's interesting because I feel like, again, I'm going back on memories, very critical memories of this film, but I feel like uh, Captain America is a very different, uh, has a very different thought process about his existence in this film than he does in Civil, Civil War. War. In Civil War, I find... Let's go Republican Democrat. He's more of a Democrat in this film and he's a Republican in Civil War. And I, I would say that I think the really interesting thing about that is in this film, he is clearly the protagonist. Yeah. Whereas in Civil War, he's up against Tony Stark. And yeah. they are both representing different sides of this argument. And part of the issue with that then becomes... Um, Who's right? Well, it, it partly just becomes down to which character. he's very self-righteous in Civil War. He, mm. He's... He's my redeeming factor in this film, I mm. think. He, uh, Chris Evans and the character and the way that he's playing that character, I found really easy to follow and enjoy. Mm. Um, and he, I mean, it, and it's in the subtleties of it. I never thought I'd say that about this film. I never mm. thought I'd talk about subtleties. Mm. But it's just beautiful moments. Well, Even in the dumb well, lines. Yeah. It's like, I actually really like I the think, way I think, I think it is probably one of the more, if not the most subtle yeah I, mean, I, I i couldn't think of a film that at least has some more i just say that on. because the script isn't subtle this and a lot of the times the script is like oh yeah but, boo, but, but very few scripts in marvel are totally, subtle totally. But, but he makes it he made yeah. it believable yeah yeah it's it, it is really interesting because i i've i definitely like this more from this watching than the first watching mm. um and like the thing i always say is because when did thor the dark world come out just before or just after it was one of so, the ones next to so this one so when we watched the the back to back i'm pretty sure we watched this and thor the dark world back to back and i remember <laughs> liking the dark world more even though i know it's a terrible film. it is a, yeah like that's, but I think that's I, not how it's meant to work yeah i know it's not how it's meant to work but i think i liked it more just because there was a bit of fun to it there was a bit of something to it even though mm. it's not a great film and to be honest i think it was just there was a portal fight and i like portals maybe that was it maybe, but yeah there were certain <laughs> elements of that where i enjoyed it whereas this the first time watching it felt like a real drag like it felt mm. like it felt dirgy and but but this time watching it and watching it separate from the rest of them and having not watched it for a few years i think there are some really great moments in this and i think what it does is quite important in terms of the overall arc of, of these marvel films yeah. so far because there are lots of films that we can think of as being like, you know, Guardians. There's the two of them, and they're quite fun. The Ant-Man films are quite similar. I don't think there's another film like Winter Soldier. No. Um, with the possible exception of Civil War. But Civil War is kind of like a, a weird mishmash of this and the Avengers. Yeah, it is. Like, there's literally... The like, best way to sum it up is the first 
big proper fight scene is where they're trying to capture the Winter Soldier and Black Panther comes along to murder him. Mm. And that's like literally has a freeway chase, literally has people fighting through buildings, yeah. literally has that. And then it's like, all right, as I said, punch an airport. Time yeah. to... And and so I think that that's why this film stands out yeah. a bit because it, it it is unique and unique doesn't necessarily mean good but mm. I think that it does have a unique quality and that they did attempt to do something quite different with this film which which worked because this was this was massively popular mm. at it, the time I think it is out of everything before uh, kind of before Age of Ultron this is the highest rated one yeah I think mm. or even over Avengers mm. um, one. So I think that's interesting. And I think I think at this point also they were like a lot of the older films, like everything before kind of yeah, before Age of Ultron mm. and like after Age of Ultron there was a real change in kind of how they were making films mm. as well, which is down to the fact that Kevin Feige, who was the guy who basically built all this, um, Disney decided that he was doing such a good job that he didn't need to answer to somebody else, mm. which is um, which was at the time this guy called Ike Perlmutter, who um, he was the one that kind of had these weird insistences like we we're not going to make Black Widow toys because none of the boys are going to want to buy toys. Mm. He had he had a lot of things uh, which Kevin Feige had trouble with and had problems with, which mm. is why you ended up with the kind of the weirdness of how Age of Ultron is not considered very good, how Thor the Dark World is not considered very good. Mm. He he also had this thing about... Um, there's one film that, that Marvel's announced that they'd make that they never made, which right. is his project called The Inhumans. Yes. Yes. That became a TV show because he was still in charge of ABC, so he got to do that, but it's not an MCU property. Mm. And it was because at that point they didn't have the rights to the mutants and Inhumans are a little bit yeah. like mutants. So his idea was, oh, we'll just turn everything that's a mutant into an Inhuman and just kill off the X-Men. Right. All of it. So Ike Perlmutter was doing this from the comic side. Uh, no, he was, he was, was he? an executive on ABC. So right. Marvel okay. Studios sat under him right. somehow. And then after, literally because of The Force mm. Awakens and how Star Wars was structured. Yeah. It's essentially, it was Bob Iger, the head of Disney. Yeah. And then there were two arms. Yeah. Which was the ABC. Well, there's probably, there's Disney as well, mm. which I think was, we're not going to talk about that person. Yeah. But it was Kathleen Kennedy, who controlled Star Wars, answered directly to Bob Iger, while Kevin Feige, who was in charge of Marvel, answered to somebody else, who then answered to right. Bob Iger. And so Feige was able mm. to argue that he should sit exactly like Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. And I, I think it's interesting, because Ike Perlmutter is someone who, who won... It's just got the weirdest name. Yes. Um, it, it sounds like a made-up D&D name. I'm I <laughs> Perlmutter. But um, on, on top of that, he's someone I've only become aware of recently because of um, people that were talking about things that Marvel tried to do, like like you say, with the Inhumans. Inhumans and yeah. with, with the fact that um, it was affecting things like X-Men comics were, yeah. were being deliberately not published or they were being reframed to try and yes. get them in this sort of sneaky way without um, having to get yeah, the Yeah, like, you know, cut, cut them out, which, you yeah. know, would have probably been bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's probably a good thing then that, that yeah, Feige has ended and, up And that's it from charge. basically Ant-Man onwards. Like, mm. you can't say that there's been a film as bad as Thor The Dark World. Pro- probably not, no. Yeah, I, because I, I, I think it is there's this level of... Yeah. Control and understand. Civil War. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think every a lot of people would probably not hold mm. your opinion. No, I'm, I know it's not a very common opinion. Yeah. yeah. There were things in this film that are in Civil War that didn't bug me as much in this film as they did in Civil War. Mm-hmm. The main one is that he doesn't kill anyone. 
Mm. But he's quite happy to turn them into paraplegics, quadriplegics, yeah. break yeah. their necks. Yeah, when you said this, I went, oh my God, he's a monster. Yeah. Like, he's putting them on, like, like a lot of them will be in the American this healthcare is worse. system. He's That's, sick. Yeah. He's sick in the head. <laughs> and in the uh, in Civil War, that bugged me because he talked, I think he, again, this is just from memory, he, he tries talks to tell, about it, he justifies it. Well, he tra- also talks to Bucky about don't kill Don't anyone. kill people, that's Don't right. kill anyone when you're trying to escape. Yeah, just, mm. but just. And he has to literally keep pulling people out from falling. That's from a height. right. But he just, you know, he's mm. quite happy to to leave them horrifically injured I, and I probably d- mortally yeah. injured. He might not shoot them dead, but they're going to suffer before they die because mm. they're going to have two collapsed lungs and a ruptured mm. spleen yeah. and all sorts of I, things. I do think that is quite a wide issue for the, yeah. the general superhero. <laughs> See, it didn't bother me industry. in this one, but yeah. It, yeah. Bo- it bothers me a lot. It, bo- it bothers yeah. me about. Bat- I mean, this Batman one he was he was well. literally like you know paraplegicizing fascists. Po- yeah, yeah. So maybe that helped. Meh. They still got kids. They still got family at home. Yeah, you know? I I just it bugged me more in Civil War than it did in this mm, one because yeah. it's part of the the narrative I, yeah. and because other people around him are killing. But he doesn't care. It's just this weird thing that he's got. He's quite happy for other people to shoot people dead. I think like it's Black Widow is popping caps in so many people, and he's fine with that. I think it's superhumans versus normal humans. Like it's. I think he probably feels like it's unfair that he's able to. Because he 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 can literally rip a guy's head off. Yeah. Black Widow can't do that. No, but she can shoot someone in the heart and kill them dead. And and so can the other guys. Yeah, but he's just going to break their spine and let them (laughs) wither away. Oh, it's just a bit of roughhousing with the boys, (laughs) you know? Don't worry, he didn't kill them. Technically, he didn't kill them. No. No. But I think think the thing is, though, like Captain America's not really been a hero about not killing too much. Because like he, well, he is not about the not killing like your Superman mm. or your Batman's when a yeah. guy who doesn't understand Batman gets to ride him. Mm. Um, because the guy fought in a war, like that is like Captain America did kill a lot mm. in yeah. that because he is he's he a guy in a war. And I think yeah. also the point in Civil War that he's kind of like, oh, don't kill, is because. They're trying to like he's trying to prove trying to make him look nice. Like yeah, trying to prove his innocence. Yeah, he and just I think to, I think it's Civil War because he's he's problematic as a character. I believe in that one. Mm. He's not problematic in this one. He has much more depth to him. And I think I think one of your questions was like when you said like he's Republican in in Civil War yeah. and Democrat in this one. I feel like he's Democrat in both. Right. Because I think there's this idea of... I feel like he... Again, but also I think it's because they position the American government because they get William Hurd up there mm. literally sounding and acting and looking and talking like the biggest Republican going, you're going to be... In, you know, we're going to tell you what to do now. Yeah. Mm. I just feel well. like in the in Civil War, he feels more aligned with the American way as a, and in this one... But he's, he's still against the government in a way. Because he's... The thing is about Captain America, he's never... <laughs> he's never agreed with the government in his yeah. life. No. And but doesn't, doesn't that want to play him... by the rules a bit yeah. more in in civil in civil war? In this one, he's like, no, I hate this whole idea. Mm. This very American, sorry, Americans listening, way of thinking. Um, we've got a everyone's a terrorist, so we've mm. got to militarize the world and mm. take a chance I think and kill at anyone point, who's potentially. Yeah, dead. and I think it's possibly that's because he's just come out of the ice and he's literally come out of a war. So he's like, mm. all right, I'm back. What do I do? I literally beat up some aliens a movie ago. What mm. else can I do? Well, Nick Fury okay. still seems to want me. I guess I'm still... And that's yeah. it. Like, he literally does get disenfranchised with S.H.I.E.L.D. almost immediately. Yeah. Doesn't him disagreeing with the government make him the most American of America. all, America. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I love this country, but oh, I hate these butts in Washington. Better drop three <laughs> air carriers on them. <laughs> Woohoo! I, I really want to see a redneck Captain America now. Um, <laughs> just, just throwing it out there, Marvel. It's an option. Um... 
Nick Fury is in this film quite a lot yeah. and a bit more when than... Tegan couldn't stop staring at his beard. Yeah, I didn't think it yeah. didn't look real, but it... then it, it towards the end it did look real. Yeah. I wonder if some some bits were reshoots. And then yeah, and, and so they had to like literally stick they've the spirit stuck it down. on because it's it's not even. In some places it grows evenly and mm. then in, there was just some scenes I was like I can almost see the spirit gum holding that on. Yeah, I, and I, I I was of the opinion it might have been because of another film like Hateful Eight or yeah. something like that. Or but other than his facial hair, how how was Sam Jackson? Yeah. Did we like? Hey, him? Sam. He was Sam. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just as horrible as um, uh, Robert Redford's character, mm. but just happened to have mates that you liked. So you're like, okay, fine, yeah. Yeah. you're good. Yeah. Um, one thing we should discuss because uh, mm. we haven't touched Dragon. on it yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's let's do Drazic now. Um, Drazic. Sorry, Drazic. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm not from Australia from a time period where Drazic ruled the roost. So for other non- two people and Alan Dale, Jim yeah. Robinson from Neighbours. Yeah. So for for non-Australians who are listening in, which yeah. which is about half our audience. No way. What's a Drazic and what's an Alan Dale? So um, <laughs> in the nineties, there was a TV show called Heartbreak High, and it was like our Degrassi. For any Canadian yeah. viewers, um, listeners, viewers, you could be watching the, the ups and downs on the I'm just podcast. holding up my phone. It says ears everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and Callan Mulvey, who is that the number like the number one henchman in this film, the guy whose eyes don't point the same direction. I've never noticed all it before. The time. It's so funny. The, he, the best bit is when he's like, "Did he jump out of the plane?" And he's like, "We're going both directions." Like. <laughs> He's not even looking at like he's you know, a chame- the lock. He's, he's the looking- chameleon of Australian yeah. drama. Um, uh, not for not for his acting quality. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a chameleon. He's got eyes that go different ways. Um, he was Drazic. He was the heartthrob of Heartbreak High. Oh baby, um, I didn't realize that. I do know exactly who you mean yeah. when you said, "Oh, he's missing Brow- the eyebrow, eyebrow piercing." piercing. I'm yeah. like, "Oh yeah, the eyebrow and piercing." And then Alan guy. Dale, who was. Um, old mate in the suit. I don't know mm. which one he was. He was one of the overseas. One of the yeah. bad guys, the Hydra. The bald yeah. British one. Yeah, Hydra dudes. Mm. He was uh, in Neighbours for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and he was Jim Robinson, who was the most loved character. Mm. It was like him and Harold Bishop were the two most loved characters ever. Mm. Oh, there you go. And then he, he... Did he die? I think he died in, in the show. In the show. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and then... He became the top alien in X-Files. Like mm. the whole X-Files series, which leads up to that final season where they finally find out the truth. Mm. He is the lead bad alien who is, has infiltrated the FBI. Mm. Yeah. The thing I know him most from, and this is just us talking about Alan Dale yeah. now, is um, he's Charles Widmore in Lost as well. He's mm. like the main, one of the main bad guys. In I just that. love him. So... It begs the question, who would you cast Harold Bishop as in this film? If you have to have another... Oh, he'd be Robert Redford's guy. Yeah? No, he's the guy He's the guy in the bow tie that keeps wiping <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. And playing tuba. In the yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. um, one of the other things that, that caused some consternation for you, uh, Teague. Oh, here we go. Um, was was um, the, the age makeup for Peggy Carter. God. Or, well, well, it wasn't makeup, though. It was yeah. all digital. It should have been makeup. Mm. That was shocking. It really does not age well. No, it hasn't aged well. Yeah. I mean, which, for age makeup, is the one thing it needs to do. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that looked bad at the time, though. Why? I, I guess it's too it late. Bad. They Even a couple of years ago, I don't remember it looking that oh, bad. Oh, my God. It, but it looks dreadful. And yeah. I'm like part of the reason they went Because her it, eyes are still young yeah. and her mouth is still young. Yeah. Here's a picture. I'm just going to show it. And see if you can put it up if you want yeah, at sure. some point. That's her 
in the scene. In the scene. Yeah. That's, that's actually young. So they put a wig on her. Yeah. And yeah. they've... Also, the wig The wig had a point where it kind of faded into yeah. her head and yeah. came out again. It, it was just really strange because obviously is, we, yeah. we're so used to the the age process going the other way, the DA. Yeah, like we talked about Samuel so Jackson good. in... Captain Marvel. And um, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Which, um, which looked Stark, great. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's often they need, like, for aging stuff to work well... You ne- they need a lot of footage from before it. Like, yeah. they need, like, you need to do it with the Samuel L. Jackson because in Captain Marvel, he looks exactly like he does in The Negotiator. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. looks yeah. like yeah. himself in the 80s. It's I, quite I, amazing. I think also part of the issue with it as well is that she's in a hospital bed. And so I, it, it, I, I don't know that what they attempted to do, which is the reason they chose to do it, is they tried with age makeup and didn't necessarily like mm. it. And what they were trying to do was go for things that you can't normally get with makeup, which is like a change in the facial muscles the, and like things the, like that. Bones. Do you know what they could have done? Yeah. Is cast an older female actor and yeah. to yeah, be in the which probably was, would have been the Hayley best Atwell thing to do. Is Hayley Atwell. Apparently, we can't do that. she's yeah. gorgeous. We have to. No, we can. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, there was well, going to be a lot of flashbacks to World War Two going on throughout the film. Right. And the writers or the directors or whoever, because mm. um, all these guys went and wrote Infinity War and Endgame together. Mm. Um, they were like, okay. Like, every time they go back to it, they're like, okay, we're just breaking the scene just to have this flashback yeah. where he talks to Neil McDonough's character in the, in the bowler hat yeah. and someone like that. And you can see there's only kind of two that, kind of, well, three that make it through. There's the bit where he talks to Bucky after, um, when, they, when, when he's small yeah. after his mother's funeral. Yeah. There's the really quick scene when he goes to the camp that he was from yeah. and kind of sees himself. And there's that bit. Like, originally there was meant to I be... I wish they'd shown more. It's such lazy writing. Like, I, I feel like it's a really lazy screenplay. These, these are my problems with it, where there's so much uh, telling instead of showing yeah. that I'm like, boo. I, even though they made it into... Sorry. Even though but they I made think it also, in, like, <laughs> to, in, in, in their defense, they were probably hoping you watched the first film. But they could still show a bit. Like, I, like I yeah. went into... I've been... I've, particularly the last two films... Of the, mm. the end game and um, infinity was infinity no infinity, infinity was yeah. it didn't bother like I picked up what I needed to because they there was a I feel like there was a nicer blend of telling and showing yeah and I think also it's like oh well what does that character mean oh we're already on to something else yeah and I, I could figure it out from what was happening this yeah. one I was like I I don't need a German robot I know that they turned this into a bit of a joke about stalling but mm. I was like this just feels like a bit of lazy writing. I think, I think it's also it like trying to explain spot. like what Hydra, which is a but villain in the first it. one. Show me it. Find a clever way to show me Are it. Are you I saying think. you don't want Toby Jones in this film? Because we will I'm have words. I'm not saying that at all. I actually thought the robot was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I, when it went into the, this is my plan. This is what my plan all along. Mm. This is the algorithm. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, we should point out he was Swiss. He was very insistent in the, <laughs> in the film about that. Swiss. First of all, first correction. I am Swiss. I am Swiss. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I, I do think this film just has... It, it's got a lot of really interesting ideas that don't all work. So, like, the idea to digitally age Hayley Atwell is interesting. I don't think it works partly because I think they've not structured her face right for someone who's lying down. Yeah. It, it, mm. That was part of it. It just... And, like, it doesn't yeah, her, move Yeah, her wrinkles time. were, like... Pert. Yeah. <laughs> pert wrinkles on yeah. your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's the best weird. kind of wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's kind of like the same thing with like doing doing a 70s spy thriller and getting in Robert Redford and doing all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, 
It is interesting, and it is an interesting direction to go. But had, the... had you not said that, though, I, it wouldn't have registered with me that, that it it's meant to be thriller. a 70s spy thriller. Yeah. I think, I think what I like about it, which I think is one of probably the bigger thing that they were trying to pull from it, mm. is this idea that there's always just stuff, something's going on, something's kind of almost... And like, it yeah. is the point of what the Winter Soldier is. Mm. There's kind of always something hunting them, or at least in the background. Like, they're doing yeah. this thing... Like they're going to try and like fix the fix the boat, but the boat is connected to that whole thing because it's one of the things. And they were the, the fun satellites. parts, so maybe. And, but yeah, but then it's also like you've always got this feeling like something's watching you, something's coming yeah. to get you because yeah. everybody who's been around him for all the time keeps turning on him, mm. and then like I know a few people who thought that the Falcon was going to turn on him too. Yeah. I could say so because it's like if- everything's like there's this kind of omnipotent threat. Like even the first time you see the Winter Soldier, he's been fighting, fighting, fighting. He's getting away, and then just like out yeah. of focus, it just kind of comes in, mm. and he, you know. But then we don't see him enough. He needs like he'd yeah. be more fun if he was in there more. That I I think that's totally true. And I and they're the I think they're the parts that made me enjoy actually enjoy yeah, this that's film. almost showing and telling at the same time. Yeah, because they're like something's going on. And I wonder if it just if it didn't have those moments like. Um, the only one that comes to mind is Nick Fury and Steve Rogers in the lift, um, you know, having that conversation. conversation. If mm. it, there was less of those moments and it was more of that, there was a, an ominous sort of mm. pulse behind it all, if yeah. you'd get more of that feeling. It wouldn't be so 70s, I, it wouldn't be yeah. so 70s thriller if that was mm. happening. It, I Now I'm getting, now I'm seeing more of the James Bondy sort of stuff that's in it too. And yeah. The, yeah. there's a bit more of that. But yeah. I would have preferred more of that th- threat and that mm. feeling of like, oh God, who's who even is who? Like, yeah. who's, mm. you know. And I think one of the things I quite liked about it when I first watched it was like just the action scenes did kind of tend to come out of nowhere. Yeah, that, that was cool. That yeah. was like, I mean, you knew that the elevator scene was coming up because you'd watched Endgame yeah. where they literally rip into that. Yeah. By just going, and Jurassic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and Jurassic was there. And you're like, oh, okay, something's going to happen. But yeah. the thing, yeah, like I, the, the scene where um, they they attempt to take out Nick Fury with the car. Mm. is amazing. I think it's the best scene in this film. Totally. It's, yeah. The way it's shot, the way it suddenly happens, and then the way they build tension in that is great. And that's why I'm kind of annoyed at other bits of the film where it's like, you know how to do tension, but yeah. it seems to only, at this stage at least, come through action. I think this was a very important film educationally for the Russos. Mm. My but, notes yeah. are... <laughs> I, I, see, I see the Drazic. word. I see the word. I hate in very big letters. Black Widow. Hate. Uh, yeah. uh, super American terrorist threat. Um, yeah, there was one point you go. These people are horrible because they're talking about this. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, which was cool. Yeah. But then when it got to the, f- I don't even know who wrote it down. Oh yeah, car, ch- car chase. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. from there, my notes got heaps, heaps more like positive, positive yeah. because yeah. I was like, you got me. All right, yeah. you got me now. That 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 and that one's great. The even the bit where they're like, all right, like, and they do this. I think um, they do this quite well with mm. the um, the other car chase scene where the Winter Soldier like jumps on the car and starts ripping it to shreds. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's good because they're literally like it's that scene only goes for about five seconds mm. before the attack happens. Looking through my notes, I saw um, what did I say? Uh, Falcon. Weird sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> it does have very narrow weird sideburns. They're side just burns. tiny little. Yeah, yeah. But you know, look. it's probably was like honestly, like you, you only start noticing how shit our um, sense of fashion was mm. like seven years later. That's yeah. that's why this is an audio podcast, baby. Nobody, <laughs> nobody can see what we're wearing. What's that fashion? Tiny it kind of like, probably was. I don't know. Sideburns. He was in Eight Mile. 
Before we get to the trivia, um, we were discussing Black Widow a bit earlier, mm. and and your opinion. Yeah. Um, where is she now on the on the scale? Did did she go up? Did she stay where she was? Did she go down? They can't see you nodding. You're shaking your head so uh, much. I'm, no, you're nodding. Really, no, you enjoyed I'm, it. No, no, no. Uh, so far, she is a. As we were saying before, when we we're watching the film, I'm, I'm frustrated because I feel like. I shouldn't be so frustrated with Scarlett Johansson as the actor. But by this point, what number film is this? For her? Yeah. Two. Okay, so, all right, I'll give her a bit of credit then, mm. maybe. But she's Scarlett Johansson and she, Three, is, ten, um, she is officially Black Widow at this point. Yes. This she, is probably her first leading role. Yeah, and she's got nothing, sweet F.A., to do in mm. this film except quip side smile and be saved by Captain America at most points and be like quirky computer girl. Yeah. And I feel like this is, this is, that's not her fault. That's the writing Mm. and the direction. But I feel like if you're Scarlett Johansson and this is your role now, you have a bit of pull and you can put a bit of pressure on the writers, the Mm. director to, um, put some substance into the character. She is phoning in a performance. And this is what I was saying. I mm. never rated her as an actor until I saw um, Hail Caesar and especially Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Hated her as an actor. Um, thought Hail Caesar was a fluke. Then saw Jojo Rabbit and was blown away. She's incredible in yeah. that film. Mm. And I'm a Ghost World's one of my favorite films, but I'm like, eh, she's who she mm. is in that film. This is the laziest performance I have ever seen mm. from any actor mm. ever. Mm. I, I I agree. And I think mm. I feel like the reason why was at this point, Marvel, like as much as Black Widow was young, Marvel was kind of young. I think this is the ninth film. Yeah. Eighth film, maybe even. Yeah. And I but think at this point, the- she was a, she was a Joss Whedon created character. Mm. Yeah. Um, literally when Jon Favreau wrote her in Iron Man 2, mm. not that that film was very much written. Um, because of the writer's strike and because they just improvise things, mm. um, which did not make it a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, they, she's a new character and she's kind of like Joss Whedon's character. And mm-hmm. I think they just didn't want to approach it too much because, you know, turns they out... They did not... Like, why have her in... She may as well not be there. Yeah, well, I mean, it was meant to be her and Hawkeye and they just kind of smushed them together. Like, it was meant to be the three of them running around, like half the Avengers. Mm. At that point, that's another... And like another reason they don't like it. But I think also like they weren't sure where to go with her because she kind of belonged to someone else. Now there's a much more of a, like a, a veritable library of what they can do with characters. Yeah. Like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the TV series, there's one character that has this real big twist. I, I feel okay with it, but a lot of people are like, no, how could they? Because I'll just tell you guys and anybody listening, spoilers. Yeah. Agent 13, the girl across the Sharon, um, Sharon Carter. Oh yeah, the uh, the blonde lady with the, the blonde lady laundry. Yeah, yeah, the blonde lady with the laundry who's the shield agent. She she goes bad. What? Um, yes. How could how could that happen? I know. And everyone... she was in that film where all those people went bad. How could she do that? Exactly. Didn't like, she learn? She's, it, it's more for selfish reasons than like uh, okay. weird Nazi ideology okay, and okay. love of Hugo <laughs> Weaving. Yeah. Um, oh, but okay. it's um, but everyone's like, oh no, because she's also. Like, uh, she's also related to one of the other main characters from the first Captain America. And it's like, mm. oh, does she tarnish that reputation? Blah, blah. I'm like, 
she's got something to do now. Like, yeah, just leave, give leave her it something tangible. But also, I think like, like the I think the Russos and the writers probably didn't feel like they had enough, and probably even Scarlett Johansson. I mean, we found out like you know if she was trying to throw a weight around with Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon was going to do not be very nice back. Yeah, we've discovered that, and I think that might be a big part of it, which is mm. possibly why she gets. And and this good. is why I feel bad about Hating calling her. her out on yeah, it because, because there's not... also this the the shit that goes with being that character. Like you know, there's all of those horrible interviews that she's done where they ask her about her underwear in these shows. Yeah. yeah, she's so sexualized, which comes with the territory of that of the character, but is not cool. No. And but that's where as a f- female actor. I think putting your foot down or even just acting, <laughs> have, mm. like showing some of that depth and range mm. that she has in True. a I'm, shallow character. Catherine O'Hara said this about, it's a bit off tangent. No, no but, go for it. Um, the Beetle, Beetlejuice, the musical, mm. which I hate, but <laughs> that's, an, again, I'm going way off tangent. But the character, her character in that, so Delia Dietz, mm. um, is given so much more of a character. In mm. um, in the musical, right. and Catherine O'Hara commented when she went and saw the musical um, that she was so relieved that the writers had written some substance into this character. But when you watch the movie of Beetlejuice, Catherine O'Hara adds so much depth to that character. You would mm. never know that on the page that she that was character so vanilla was so bland yeah. because she gave it so much. There is enough in that character for someone to come in and give it some actual substance and she doesn't do it and she's Mm. getting $20 million a film, Mm. she could, she looks fantastic, but she could at least put a bit of acting into it. Yeah, and and part of me does wonder about how much of that is down to her acting choices and how much of that that is down to there's no choices. Well, that's just lazy. But that's just it, is whether or not how much she feels or at least felt at that time that she could put in. I think the fact that we have a Black Widow film that is coming up, I think could be quite pertinent because if she's in that film and giving like a, I don't know, a marriage story level performance well, of just like incredible <laughs> acting. Yeah, I'm just fascinated I with think, this, with what yeah. they would do because I think even in the later films, because I've seen more of them than yeah. of these earlier ones, the attempts to give her substance in those films are, are a misstep. There's yeah, yeah. whatever this you know, this notorious um, baby kind of babies thing is, which is horrific, mm. which is what they've done in this next film. But then when you get into the last two films, even giving her this, the death at the end of, sorry, spoilers, um, at the end of um, Endgame, Endgame you, I kind of go, that doesn't work in that, in that story narrative. They've, they've done, they haven't, they've made this choice between her and Hawkeye to kill her to, give her some substance mm. i think mm. from a production for producing mindset as opposed to looking at a story arc and going well hawk i should die here mm. because this is this will make more sense for yeah. his family dying and i do think that that is partly an issue with when you're trying to tell a story over so many films with so many different creative yeah, teams like, but i think it's telling that a lot of these mistakes do seem to be coming with one character and it's hers that's yeah. right and so i think who's that's, written by my, there's been yeah. there's no input from a female direct this what but there's also no input from her yeah and that i struggle with be, because it's not just this film it's not just Civil War. It continues on. Mm. Yeah, there was one thing that they had, which I, I thought was interesting. I, pick, I picked up a bit more on it the last time I watched it, not this time. Mm. 
um, is that, and I thought it was something that I think they were trying to play with a little bit more, is that she's met the Winter Soldier before and she's terrified of him. Like, it's mm. almost like, it's almost a bit like um, Hulk in Infinity War. Like, the Hulk is terrified of Thanos. Mm. Banner's not, but Hulk is. And so Hulk won't ever come out because right. he got his ass kicked by Thanos. Right. She has met the Winter Soldier and there's that point when she's just running. She gets shot and she's like, I don't even know where he is. Mm. Like, and that's something for her. And even the bit where after the bubble gum, where she gets the um, the thing, she has this monologue about when she first met the Winter Soldier. Mm. But so then that would have been for me, could yeah. have been a show, don't tell, tell section, because mm. that would have given substance I, to her character and it mm. would have... And like, I, think I don't that even was listen prob- to that story. I no, figured you didn't. It you were, you were talking because I was like, oh, this could be... Oh, she's talking. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like... I, I got the... Because so- they talked about the Soviet thing and yeah. the stuff. Mm. I was like, okay, this is probably important, but I just wasn't invested. Mm. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's, you know, that can't be blamed at anybody's feet. Well, mm. apart from the films, really. Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What Scarlet about James. what about Anthony Mackie? Who's he? Yeah, Falcon. Oh, he was fine. Yeah, he's 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 there, and you're like, all right, we're going to learn more about him later. Yeah. probably. Yeah, I think that was a good introducing a new character for later films thing, where he's like, cool, we've got his deal. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more about him in subsequent stuff. But yes. Yeah. Would you guys like some trivia about uh, The Winter Soldier? Yeah, I've had my rant <laughs> The now. film and the character. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. It's Scarlet's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> but Chris, but the Chris Evans one's surprisingly good. Yeah. I feel like the worst but... feminist. Like, yeah. knowing... Chris Evans was fine. I mean, he had more substance, but uh, no, it, she's, I, feel, I feel bad. That's that's okay. It's okay. But also I, I, shame on her. Though, like, I think one of the first films I properly watched Scarlett Johansson in was The Prestige. I mean, okay, we're back onto this. And I just <laughs> she remember she wasn't watching... even ne- necessary in that film. No, like because the one playing um, Christian Bale's actual wife. Yeah, she was like blowing me out of the water. So, at the point I'm Scarlett, like, oh, Scarlett Johansson is in there for the to bring the boys in and some money, and I feel for her in that because she's also third build. Yeah, but she's not needed in that film. No. I remember seeing that and being like, why is she even in this film? Yeah. She's not necessary. Jojo Rabbit. That is great. In the most incredible performance I've ever seen from a female actor mm. in recent years. Yeah, I mean, I had some of my problems with Jojo Rabbit, but I did overall. Rebel quite Wilson like... was the only problem with Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. What the f was she doing? I else? think there, there was a little bit that more. That was such a wasted opportunity for a, a comedic actress to have yeah. that role. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd agree there. I think. Um... I bet it's Scarlett's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she was in the masterclass that was Home Alone 3. It's, <laughs> yes. hard, it's hard. I did to, make that joke to do the best. Which distracted yeah. you for two minutes. That was funny. It, it, it is hard to top uh, <laughs> that incredible film. First bit of trivia is about Anthony Mackie, funnily enough. Ah. Um, good old Anthony Mack. Uh, his appearance in this film fulfills his dream of being in a Marvel film. Oh, uh, he that's is sweet. he is a massive fan of the comics. He sent a series of emails, um, email please to Marvel, <laughs> um, saying that he would play any comic character, just as long as it was a character from the comics, he wanted to do it. Um, though the studio repeatedly replied to him saying that they'd respond in due time, um, Mackie's emails caught the attention of Kevin Feige, who then offered him the role of Sam Wilson. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Just he, be annoying. Yeah, he gets great. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier is really sold on him. Mm. I mean, he's the first list on it. Yeah. Hawkeye was originally going to appear mm. in several scenes in this film, including a fight sequence where he would have battled Captain America after a prolonged chase through the city. 
Scheduling issues with Jeremy Renner prevented this. Uh, originally, Hawkeye was going to be sent to hunt down Steve, catching up to him and uh, then having a fight. Steve would win the fight, but then Hawkeye would whisper to him, uh, making his defeat look real, revealing that Hawkeye deliberately lost the fight because there's a Quinjet recording the whole thing. Yeah, and literally also... that bit where he's escaping and then the Quinjet comes out, that's mm. just meant to be Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, ah. so it, a, a bit like when um, Nick Fury's in the apartment and he's doing the eyes everywhere, playing mm. the loud music. Right. It was going to be a bit like that, but with a fight. Yeah, because I know so many people, I mean, people are like that every time there's a big thing that happens. Like, why aren't all the other Avengers showing up? Yeah. It's like, I mean, Hawkeye's an easy one to explain because he's just a dude. Mm. I think we didn't And he has a family. You don't even, you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need any of them. Also, this film takes place over like, what, two, three days? Like, it's yeah. Pretty quick. Like, yeah, there is the only the only mention is at one point you actually do see the machine just target Tony Stark. True. It like target Stark like zooms out, zooms out, zooms out, like oh. it focuses on. That would have been cool. And then like as if he's about to be shot. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool just to have mm. that. It just it could have just had could have just had Steve Rogers. That was it. It did. Doesn't need. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't well, need anyone yeah. else. No Black mm. Widow. No Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, it, it, no, it, no. almost like he meets the fa- he meets. Falcon there, and they just keep hanging yeah, out. Fal- as opposed, that to... would have been beautiful because you've got then you've got the. Oh, the kiss would have been weird. Yeah, <laughs> but you've I'm got... not against it. Definitely not. But you've got the juxtaposition then of, see, this is what I mean by clever storytelling. Mm. If if Bucky's his best mate, and they had that, and then there's all of these problems there, and now he's got this new close friend, which is. Which I mean, there's bits of that in Civil War, totally, and totally. there's a lot of it in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then yeah. when the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are fighting, he can run out in a dress going, boys, you can both marry me! <laughs> like, like, it's, yeah, they, they had options there, and they missed them. <laughs> Kevin Feige selected the Russo brothers to direct this film on the basis of their two back-to-back episodes of Community that they directed. Uh, the season two uh, finale episodes, A Fistful of Paintballs and For a Few Paintballs. Yeah, more. they did the paintball. They did, I think they did all the paintball episodes, mm. or at least one of them did yeah. one and one did the other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a few uh, community alumni. Uh, yeah. They pick their directors really strangely. They, I love well, it. Mm. One of the things they do, and this is like, if we really want to look at what Marvel is, it's just a really long TV show that happens to yeah. go on films and mm. you only get two-hour episodes and they follow completely different characters every time. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's it. Like, that's what he's realised. Is he's brought, like, before when Marvel was getting big, mm. TV was getting big. We were kind of in that golden age of um, TV at the time. Like, mm. everybody was talking about Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. Mm. Peaky Blinders was just yeah. starting. All these shows yeah. that you like are amazing. And I think... That's one of the big things Kevin Feige realised. It's like, you can make movies if you want, but comics are more like TV shows. Mm. And we've got to make it there. Like, they have... It's a lot of directors who've done who've done TV shows and a lot mm. of writers who've done TV shows. But even I then, think because it's... A movie is just a bit more... Like, not to, to talk disparagingly of directors and screenwriters who are movie, but it's usually... It's a project. It's this thing. While... TV shows are more of a playground. Yeah. But then they pick Taika Waititi from yeah. seeing Hunt for the Wilder People. And that's, that's true and as well. That's yeah. fascinate, mm. That fascinated me that that was the film that made them go, he's going to direct the next Thor film. because it, I think at that point they're like, we've got to keep taking risks. Which I'm mm. so glad they did. I, yeah. love, I love that they've done that because yeah. I love Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I think that's it. Like it becomes... They've realised that they like Marvel is a genre unto itself yeah. now. Like it's not even a superhero. And thing. if the last Thor film was that crap, then they needed to completely flip it. Well, re- that was a Game of Thrones, right? Um, no, Game of Thrones director. Mm. He um, did the who, second Thor. He did the second Thor. Right. 
Um, Alan Taylor, he also did Terminator Genesis, mm. the, the, the one with half the Game of Thrones yeah. cast in it anyway. He's, he's having a bad run. Yeah, no, he's not, he, he hasn't had a great run since yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Um, the photo of Alexander Pierce, Robert Redford's character from 1992, is a still image of Redford from the 1992 film Sneakers. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out which film it was. I can only think of Gatsby. Mm. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> it's not Gatsby. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans were in the movie The Perfect Score in 2004, speaking of early Scojo classics. Yeah. Uh, in that movie, they and a group of high school students plot to steal the answers to the SAT test. Uh, in this movie, when Black Widow and Captain America are interrogating Sitwell, movie. he makes a reference to Perfect Score by saying that S.H.I.E.L.D. knows everything about them, including their SAT scores. Uh, however, uh, Natasha was Russian and Steve was born in 1918, so neither would have sat the SAT. Yeah, I imagine he would have just been like, all right, pull out my book, what's an SAT? Put they it also back said they, they know all your PDAs as well. Yeah. Which yeah, made yeah, me giggle. A personal... Um, just public display of effect? Positive public display yeah. of effect. What is it? Which um, they did when they Personal packed. digital assistant. Ah. Oh, That's what it's meant to be. It's, it's your Blackberry. Maybe. Yeah. Which, you know, I guess we're I mean, happening. there was a public display of effect. We saw you behind the bike shed. Yeah. yeah on, 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 on the escalator when they were doing <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, do, I always do quite like that line. They looked like, away you know, for that no, one. Just kiss me. What? It's like public displays of affection make people nervous. Yes, they do. <laughs> and then just bang. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Stan was contracted for nine films, yeah. uh, but according to him, when production began for this film, he was not told anything of which films he was going to be Who's incorporated he? in. Uh, he's the he's Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Stan only realised he was playing the uh, the title role when the title was revealed at San Diego Comic Con in 2013. How exciting! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Got a job. That's, That's good. Mm. That's much better than um, Ewan McGregor finding out Attack of the... Yeah. Yeah. The, in... That, that wonderful clip of him finding out the title of is Attack of the Clones and he's on the red carpet with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman and she's goes, like, it's no. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's weeing himself laughing. <laughs> oh, dear. Finally, the catch-up list, which I think is probably one of the things that uh, people best remember about this film. Is, yeah. Um, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, has the catch-up list that has all the things that he's missed since he was frozen on ice. All versions include the following. Thai food, Star Wars, Star Trek, Nirvana, brackets banned, close brackets, <laughs> Rocky, 1976, Rocky II, 1979, question mark, and Troubleman soundtrack. And then, depending on which country you're yeah. in, you get different things you at get the a, end of you, the list. You get Australian things, you get New Zealand That's things. Cool. You get... So, on the US list, you also get I Love Lucy, Moon Landing, Berlin Wall, Up and Down, uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve... Which is the one we yeah. saw. Um, Steve oh, yeah. Jobs and Disco. On the UK version, it says The Beatles, Sir Sean Connery, and Sherlock Brackets 2010, close brackets. <laughs> what do you think's on the Australian version? Uh, there are... Tim Tam. There are, I, yeah. there are five that. things, and one Vegemite. of them is Tim Tams. No, not Vegemite. Um, Paul Hogan. No, Crocodile Dundee. But, but Cro- you're getting close. Not, not Crocodile Dundee, not Paul Hogan, but... Crocodile Hunter. Steve Irwin. Yes. I've not seen it. I I can't remember. Uh, The other things on that list are ACDC. Of course. Space travel, for some reason, and Skippy, brackets, 1968. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. I I think it's Mm. like, I I honestly feel like that's probably probably annoyed them. Like, they would have had that in our version Mm. if they could. But I even know the Blu-ray I have, which is an Australian copy, Mm. doesn't have that. Like, I think they were just like, like, it was a weird, like attempt to corner the international market yeah it, it is really interesting because there's i mean i'm not gonna go through all of them but yeah i'd like to hear well, what are some other ones that they had well, like France, other countries france, france uh, had the 1998 world cup 
Um, oh, yeah. It also had the film The Fifth Element and Daft Punk were on there. <laughs> I look for some. Yeah. Um, in the um, South Korean version, it had the movie Old Boy, Dance Dance Revolution, the 2002 World Cup, and soccer player Ji Sung Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling everybody like, soccer, whatever. Yeah. Other. There's quite a lot of soccer ones. Obviously, the Latin American ones have um, Maradona Hand of God written on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Spanish version has Rafael Nadal um, <laughs> and Chubba Chups. <laughs> Are they Spanish? Spanish? They are Spanish. <laughs> uh, sorry, C. They are Spanish. Oh. Uh, yeah, you learn something new. I do every day. C es loca. So all that is left for us to do is to score the film. And Tegan, it was your first time watching mm-hmm. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. What score would you give this film out of ten? Um, I would give this. Um. Oh, there's so many things I didn't talk about, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can throw them in if you no, want. Well, we, we, really no, honestly, things. if we just stop, we can put them in. No, I kind of want. What are just they? little things that that made me laugh. That's mm. all. Um, I would give this um, six Drazics out of ten. Mm. It was much more enjoyable. I had fun. Like I never got bored. I think it was a fun one to talk through. To like you know to mm. be like oh this this like I. I think mm. watching it seriously, I don't think I would have handled it as much, but I mm. loved the action if, scenes. If you're yeah. watching this with your current partner, how big would the fight be afterwards when you're going to, to fast food? Oh, we, I don't know if we'd fight after this one. Yeah, there okay. was something, there was an undercurrent to Civil War <laughs> that just, just didn't work for us. Yeah. Um, mm. We aren't together anymore, so maybe it was the catalyst. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, six Drazics. It was fun. Um, it wasn't just the fight scenes. They were my favorite. They were there obviously my favorite. There was a good story part. in those there fight is, scenes yeah. as well. There is a, there's an absolute narrative. I, ju- I the, it's lost for Drazix because of, I don't think the storytelling was good. Yeah. I, but I didn't mean I didn't enjoy I, the yeah, film. And I, yeah. And yeah, I agree. And I know there probably are objectively better films. Yeah. I would probably say objectively Ragnarok's better and probably Endgame yeah. as well. But I chose this one because. It's a Person, great choice. Yeah, it's a personal attachment. I also think it's a good one just to go like, Marvel films are dumb and they're magic, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, cool, well, let's just try this one then. Like, yeah. I like that. I think it summarizes, it's the beginning of the big change. Yeah. Mm. Like, even like, if you go and watch that first Avengers film, I have a feeling that's not aged as well as... Well, it turns 10 next year. Oh, does it? I oh, believe I so. Like. All right. See, because I like, I, I do, <laughs> I enjoy Marvel films. Yeah. But I, but I obviously from... I've told you what, which ones I've seen and they're very specific to a, 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 an area of Marvel. Like they're, they're very, they're fairly mystical. They're fairly yeah. out there and fun. Well, it's a lot of space ones. Yeah. It's almost true. all space ones that you've yeah, seen. You've seen true. two guardians. Yeah. You've seen a civil war, which had no space. Do you know my favorite is Logan though. Oh, Logan okay. is my ultimate favorite of mm. all time because I think they get, the grittiness right. I didn't like Logan. I love it. Mm. I think Hugh Jackman should have got an Oscar for that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I love I'm, it so much. I just, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah. I think that, that, yeah, this is all personal tastes. Yeah. But that, well, that's what I've learned from 200 episodes yeah. of this program. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what score would you 200. Give? Oh, we're yeah, over, yeah, 200. over 200. Yeah. What are you on? Uh, this is episode 213. So between us, we've done. Well, we've done a couple together. Yeah, you've done 25. Yeah, you've done? 30. It's about 30. I think it's... So we're almost yeah. a quarter between you and me. Just the two of us. Yeah. God. Yeah, because we've only done... We've only done... No, we did Alien and Trainspotting. 
So this is our third together. Yeah, and we're doing transporting too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And labyrinth. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's on film now. I it's think, happening. I think that'll be that'll be interesting because that's going to be my winter. That's you going into Winter Soldier because I've. I'm just like, ugh, what? like I, I have very negative content connotations. It, 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 <gasps> it, it is weird uh, though because they have a very similar scene where um, Jared, guy, a guy Jared gets thrown out of a car into traffic. Jared gets into a lift and he's surrounded by all these guys <laughs> and he goes, it's all "They're this, muppets." It's all these yeah. goblins. <laughs> it's all these goblins and he goes, "Before we begin, does anyone want to get out? <laughs> does, anyone, does anyone want to just dance?" Yeah. Um, Jason, what score would you give? Um, I'm America? going to give it. Um, I, I, I enjoy this film. I don't... I, I, I like slow burning things. Mm. I think... Um, I didn't mind any... There's some of those cream scenes. for that. Pardon? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's also it. Like, what I like about this and what I like about TV shows, and mm. I think this summarizes sometimes what Marvel sometimes has to do, is be slow burn. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it nine... Um, steering wheels ripped out of the um, drivers. Yes. Uh, that was things. cool. Yeah. But the best part is his face. Just yes. oh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, um, mm. yeah. Nine ripped off steering wheels mm. out of ten. Like I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Can um, we just make a point that everyone should find the part where Bucky gets into the airplane at the end <laughs> and just watch it over and over again. Oh, the bit where he just rips off the when um, he door. he rips it and then just slides in Zoolander style. Like he's <laughs> looking front and then it didn't have takes a, a second fight. and then just goes in hair perfect it yeah. is hilarious <laughs> it is very funny actually speaking of weird bucky scenes um the bit where he's getting electric shocked mm. there's this weird the like it looked horrifying to me yeah. I, I pointed out i don't know if you guys caught it or not or just heard my kind of reaction to it his skin kind of overlaps the metal, but it also keeps moving forward and back, yeah. which i don't know was like oh we can't fix this that was good makeup no i thought it was quite good because it it it, yeah, it breathed on yeah. it. Like, and yeah. that was like, oh no, that's horrible. Also, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Like, he should have like his left pectoral muscle should be completely atrophied. Yeah, like he doesn't need it. Yeah, now yeah. nah, he's he's obviously doing lots of like small isolated exercises. Yeah, he's doing the Terry um, the Terry Crews like nipple thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the um, um, the the pec dance. Yeah, for me, I, I I did come into this expecting to dislike it more than I did just because I. It wasn't one of my favourites, um, but but it's not a bad film. Yeah. It, it's mm. absolutely a a film that that's worth watching. It, it, kind of like a lot of the Marvel films, I kind of feel like I cut and paste for a lot yeah. of them when we do them. It was fun. Is it great? No, it's not. But <laughs> I liked it. Like that's kind of what they are. There, there's very few of them which are super poignant. They have their poignant moments, as mm. you're saying with Guardians Two and. Yeah. Yeah, it's more and like they have War. moments more than they yeah. have and, films that are poignant. Yeah, and Endgame and Infinity War have lots of those great moments. There are some of them that I like more than others, but you know that's 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 how it works. And I, it's almost like popcorn. It's like oh, I didn't enjoy that mouthful. Here's another mouthful. Cool, that was good again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one's got Chris Hemsworth on it. Om, yeah. Om, om. Um, so I'm going to give this film. Uh, I'm going to give it six. Um, Toby Jones computers out of ten <laughs> um, because. I, I do think that that whole design it's of that good character. Algorithm. Yeah, he's, I really wanted more of that. But more Toby Jones. Yeah, just just give me more Toby Jones all the time. But <laughs> also, I just really enjoyed the way they brought that character back from the first one, even though it was really just a cameo. It was, I thought it was a really cool way of bringing in that 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 undercurrent of evil from the first one and explaining that thing. Yeah, like it's it's not 
people doing this for power it's people doing it for a nazi ideology yeah like um, and the con like uh, yeah and like you know f- this idea of i mean he's still his speech is still about stealing freedom yeah yeah now he's just just give me more toby jones that's all <laughs> i want uh so that brings us to the end of this episode uh tegan and jason thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the cinema catch-up club thank you welcome. happy 25th Jason. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. It's nice to be <laughs> nice to hear that for the first time in a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, it's only at- been six months. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, thank you very much for listening in. We have got a Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. And uh, yes, give us give us money. That's the end of that pitch. That's all I'm $100 saying. $100 minimum. $100 minimum. Yeah. One Ooh. week only. 100, 100 bucks minimum. <laughs> yeah. It's the Stephen needs to buy more editing software sale. Get, <laughs> get yourself in there now. Um, Stephen we, needs a new car. Yeah. We are also on Facebook. Uh, you can find us over at facebook.com uh, and then just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Is there a Facebook sound effect? <laughs> Fair. Uh, and of course, we are also available to be subscribed to um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can get a fresh episode each and every week. We're available for parties. And we are. Bar <laughs> yeah, just plug us in and turn us on. And there's. Away we go. Yeah, 200 episodes. You can pick one at random. Go back. Go listen to The Last Unicorn. That was. That was. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. That is a film to talk through. If yeah. it's for an eighth birthday party. Mm-hmm. happiness i'm going to an eighth birthday party in like two days there you go you can play happiness yeah for it's, it's my nieces i'm not playing the review of happiness i'll just play niece. the movie oh boy no <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh that would be the end of that familiar relationship so, yeah uh official I think the last unicorn literally has a character who tries to bang a unicorn so mm. it's and it's still a kid's film mm. Point is, you can listen to us wherever you like, <laughs> but be advised, sometimes the content is a little bit risky. Yeah. But that is all for this week. So until next time, hail Hydra, everybody. <laughs> hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, I guess. Gets you out of elevators. Hail Gary Shan. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Gary Shan. No, we didn't talk about Gary Shan. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.